0: Hello and welcome to the Health for Your Truest Self podcast. Anna Hines here. I'm a health coach and EFT practitioner. And in this podcast, I am all about sharing what I've learned in working with hundreds of clients helping them unlock their most vibrant health, physically and emotionally. So let's dive in, but first remember that you are a wise and wonderful person. So by listening to this podcast, you agree with the disclaimer located at anahines.com and agree to take full responsibility for your health and well-being. Thank you and enjoy. Hi, friends, and welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to share some of this content with you today because, as you know, with my health coaching work, I work with the things beyond um, just diet and exercise, though those are key components to creating better health. But what I work with, um, to a large degree, are the underlying reasons that people have trouble doing what they know to do for their health. Because, you know, we all know that we need to, you know, eat better and exercise more and maybe meditate or pray more just so we can get our act together and thrive and, right? So I have worked with hundreds of people so far. And what I'm going to share with you today, I believe to be at the root of many of the physical issues out there. And I know that that's a really bold statement, Um, But what I've discovered after working with lots of clients on a really deep individual level, that um, when it comes to things like weight issues or chronic diseases or um, an inability to really move forward with the goals that you have in mind for your health, um, even body image issues... Um, this, these concepts I'm going to share with you today are so, uh, so key to really helping you understand what's going on underneath the surface and, and help you, like, give you some tools to make those changes that you want to make without the stress and the striving and the struggle. And, um, you know, when it really comes down to it, we are. You know, health is really about feeling good inside your body and not living with obsession, obsessive thoughts about dieting or exercise or just constant stress around life. And that is my deep desire um, in my work is to really bring greater tools and greater awareness of what's going on so that you can move through those blockages. So um, I'm going to take a bit more time to explain this than I usually do because it's just so crucial to help you move forward in your health and to really bring some compassion to your life and your um, your struggles around health or weight or, um, you know, a, a particular disease that you have, this may contribute to some understanding of it on a, on a deeper level than just, um, you know, like the the food or the supplement part of it, the physical part of it is what I mean. So this might seem a, a little bit out there at first, but I think you'll really be glad that you just hung in there with me to understand this stuff. Okay. So first we have to understand that what's going on is more than just our, our body and mind. We have to t- take a deeper dive. So, um, think about the, uh, Kind of the picture of the iceberg that you might have seen, where um, right above the the surface of the water you can see this little like iceberg, and then the camera shows. Um, underneath the surface of the water, there's this big iceberg that is you know maybe seventy five percent of the iceberg that you just can't see that's the part that we're going to be looking at today what's underneath the surface of the water and what's underneath our physical issues and our behaviors and our our food issues and our emotional eating and um, maybe even you know diseases so that's what we're going to be doing so um Let's say you made the decision to you know eat better, to exercise more, um, maybe maybe do some meditation or mindfulness work, and you have set that intention and you've set that goal, or you've set the intention to stop doing some behaviors that aren't working for you, like stress eating after work or eating in front of the TV late at night, or you know you you um, you aim for those behaviors, but then when it really comes down to it um you find yourself sabotaging yourself or you think, you know, tomorrow's gonna be better, I'll just wait till tomorrow or um the all these things that, that you see happening once you set a goal, um and it doesn't work out, these behaviors that just aren't working, um these are the things that we can't really stop for whatever reason, but we're not able to stop. So this is all the stuff that's going on underneath the surface. So we need to understand why these things are happening and how what's going on has less to do with willpower or um, inability to achieve goals. What it really comes down to is how our brain becomes programmed to do certain things A.K.A. eat certain foods or not eat certain foods or feel motivated to exercise or not feel motivated to exercise. And we really need to understand that lots of this starts with programming that happens in our brains. And I'm going to help you understand what's going on. So, as Dr. Bruce Lipton, um, he's the author of Biology of Belief. You probably heard of him. He he explains that from the time that we're born to about the time that we're five or six years old, our brain becomes a brain is like a a tape player that's that's kind of stuck on the record button, and it's absorbing like a sponge, like ideas about ourselves and our bodies and about food and about the kind of people that we are. And what's possible for us or what's impossible for us. So I'm just going to unpack this a little bit and give you a little bit more of a clear set of what what's going on underneath the surface of our behaviors. So the first thing that happens... Um, Whether we remember it or not is an experience. So something happens in your life, like when you're playing on the school playground and a kid, you know, some kid around you says you're ugly or you're fat or you try some new sport and you you didn't really do as well as you thought and you feel like a failure. You have this experience. So the experience creates a thought. And the thought, whether conscious or unconscious, may be something like, oh, like, there's something wrong with me, or um, I, I'm, a, I'm a lesser person, or I don't have what it takes, or um, they don't like me. So that thought starting to enter through your mind, that thought creates an emotion. And just really quickly, I want to say, emotion is simply an energy in your body. It's um, Think of it as E equals energy plus motion energy in motion equals emotion. So emotion is simply energy in motion. So this energy that you feel from that thought and that experience is moving through your body and it's creating this stress and this anxiety. And that, it, that overwhelms your neuropathways, literally changing your brain and affecting the chemistry in your brain, your entire body. And what, eventually what this creates, and it, it could have created that right at that experience or over time, it creates a belief. And that belief is something to the effect of, like, I'm not good enough or I'm fat. It's, it's usually like an I am statement or I'm not that. Like you see, you know, the cute little girl who has everything and, um, and, and just is, you know, has all the support she needs in life. You know, when you're on the playground, you just think, man, I'm not that person. Like, I really want to be that, but I'm not it. I don't have it. I don't have what it takes. That belief. Um, and this is the key right here over time, that beliefs, that belief, and maybe, um, uh, several beliefs, you know, in a row or reinforced beliefs over time creates what I call an identity. And the identity is who you believe yourself to be. The picture in your mind of who you are or who you are not what 's impossible for you or what 's possible for you, and how this plays into our health is in the realm of health and exercise we have particular a partic- particular identity about who we are, what we can do, what we can 't do what what our family expects of us, or what our work you know our, our um, coworkers believe us to be, and we get locked into a particular identity. Now, this could be a false identity or it could be a true identity, but many times we develop this false identity. Like, um, you know, I hear people say all the time, I just look at food and I put on weight, or I'm just not really the type of person that exercises, just not me. That's not necessarily the truth. It may not be, we'll see, you know, but it's not necessarily the truth. It's what gets programmed into our minds that we believe over time. And it develops into this very like unconscious, but very solid sense of identity, solid in the false sense or in the true sense. And you have probably seen people out there who are maybe naturally slim, or they don't struggle with their food, or they have a natural sense of, um, Uh, self-esteem or confidence uh, or they have a lot of ease in making changes with their health and you probably thought yourself like why is that do they just have a lot more willpower are they just a lot better than me in some way or why is it so easy for them so just hang in here because i'm going to give you um just a little bit more clarity about how this happens and um why these things become wired into us for very legitimate reasons so um, to illustrate this, I'm just going to give you a, an example from my personal life. And uh, whenever I was young, my my dad was so great about uh, doing this aerobics class for us. And this is a very clear memory for me now. Now that I've unpacked it and I've worked through this process, but I was pretty young, and I have um, I'm one of two sets of twins, and so. Uh, we were home-educated at the time, and my dad was awesome about like creating this aerobics class, and so he would do it with us, and so that was like our PE. And I remember we're all like in the living room, and we're all doing this aerobics class, and back then there were tapes, so we're listening to this tape, and we're like following along. And I look over at my um, older sisters who are... They're very. They were very focused and self motivated, and um, they are very. It was very important to them to do it right. But at that time, at a really young age, like I don't know any of these things. All all I know is I look over at them, and they are like doing splits, and they're like working really hard, and they're like sweating, and they're like super zeroed in on um, putting forth a really good effort. And I remember right at that moment, I, I just had this thought that crossed my mind. Like, mm, I don't really think I'm very good at this. Like I'm not, I'm not really that sort of person with that effort. Like this is too hard. Maybe I'm just like, not maybe just this exercise thing just isn't for me. So what that thought created. So he, let me break it down. I had the experience, which is this aerobics class, and this whole thing that happens. Then the thought comes into my mind. I'm not really good at that. Like, you know, physical movement like exercise, just not my thing, which creates this emotion of like maybe disappointment with myself or lethargy or a little bit of anxiety, which forms into the belief like I'm not good at exercise, I'm not an athlete, I can't do that thing, it's too much. You know, it's that belief. It's usually an I am statement. And over time, what that formed into was this identity of like lethargy around exercise. So later on, you know, I started taking dance, and um, I remember just carrying that lethargy in it with me, kind of like I would go through the motions, but it just wasn't really my thing. and And then um, I, I wanted to be good at exercise, but it was just like, that belief, just, I didn't even know it at the time, but it was really blocking me. And, and then I, you know, I tried different workouts and, and then as I started becoming more and more interested in health, I kept wanting to really enjoy exercise and really be good at it. But I just kept feeling this like, man, I'm just, the best word for me is lethargy around it. Just, eh, just not working. You know, I just don't like it. I'm not really good at it. So then finally, um, I, I, uh, did a few, I did this kind of process, um, to understand like what was going on. And it led me to this memory. And, um, I I realized that at this very early age, I had picked up this, you know, this thought, this belief about myself that turned into an identity. I'm not an athlete. I'm not good at exercise. And I had this picture in myself of, of, of myself of just not really being able to do it. So then once I worked through that and I cleared the, the emotions around it, I cleared those thoughts, I traded the, the belief, the false belief for a true belief and the false identity for a new picture in my mind, now, man, like I cannot get enough of exercise. Like I crave it. I love it. Um, people around me know if I don't get my movement, my exercise in, I'm not a happy camper, Um, I really love how it feels to move my body and to exercise and to sweat and to work hard. And it is energizing to me now. And that's just a personal example from my own life that that was such a clear picture of how these experiences, these thoughts, these emotions, these beliefs create this identity that really, if it's a false identity, it will weigh us down. But if we can work through those things that create that and 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 step into our truest identity man it can make all the difference in the world when we're trying to be successful in our health now there is brain science behind this this is not just a a, an experiential an anecdotal experience that i've had the brain science behind this um, is incredible and the best, um, the best explanation I've ever found is um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He wrote several books, um, one called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, one called um, You're the Placebo, and he does a course called Making Your Mind Matter. And um, what he explains in there is the way that the neurons in your brain wire towards certain thoughts, beliefs, um, ideas about yourself. And whenever those are firing over and over and over, what the, the neurons that fire together wire together so they create a certain what they call neuropathway which makes it incredibly difficult if you're trying to make these changes like for me I was trying to make these changes in in exercise but man those neurons were just firing so strongly in the direction of lethargy and and stress around exercise and disappointment with myself that, that I just it, it was just so hard every day was so hard to try to get myself to do the exercise but once those neurons rewired towards the truth, man, it just became ease. And so the great news about this is not just because your brain gets wired a certain direction does not mean that it cannot be rewired another direction and that's the beauty of what science calls neuroplasticity meaning your brain can change literally the thoughts you think about yourself the emotions that get locked in your body all of these things that create the beliefs and the identity can change and it's so possible and it creates so much beautiful health so it's just it's um it's really. it would be really interesting for you to just ask yourself, like, what are some of the experiences that you've had in your life that have created these thoughts and these emotions and these beliefs and have formed this identity? And why? And when you start to unpack it, you start to unpack the identity that has been created, that self-concept, that picture in your mind you have when you think of this is me. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. And it's so important to question anything that does not bring you life and peace and the highest um, expression of who you are. And so, um, that is the, the, that is like the, the breakdown of how this stuff happens. And again, just like this identity can, you know, become wired in, it can also be rewired. So imagine if you grew up watching, you know, your parents and your teachers and people you respect, like really eating healthfully or exercising every day or honoring their bodies or speaking respectfully about themselves, you would naturally have wired in this way of living, right? And if you grew up knowing your value and your beauty and your strength and your ability to create the health that you want you would naturally be doing these things already, right? And so what you can do is you can actually begin to do this for yourself. Even if it didn't happen for you when you were a child, you actually have the ability to recreate um, that experience and to, uh, to create the health that you're looking for. And so the, the, remember, this is not an overnight thing. Um, the more that you practice this true identity, the better it gets, and so the the process, I'm going to give you the basic idea of the process that I use, and I use several tools, so it isn't just um, telling myself I should need to change my identity it doesn't quite work that way, though setting your intention towards that is awesome, but um, the, the process I like to... Um, it, It's basically in three words, and those words are cleanse, restore, and connect. So cleanse, meaning clear out the old beliefs and the emotions and the thoughts that get stuck inside of us, and then restore, restore the truth about you, um, which are restoring the true, like the I am statements, the thoughts that empower you, rewiring those old thought patterns that are um, are, are not serving you anymore. And connect, connect to that, that true identity about you. Neil Donald Walsh said, every action you take, it's not a belief about what you do. It's a belief about who you are. And as you step into a greater amount of health, um, it, you, you realize that the health really is not as much about actions that you take. It's more about learning to have an identity around your health an identity of it's who I am to exercise, it's who I am to take care of my body, it's who I am to take these action steps. And it becomes so lodged in you, it becomes you. And really a better way of saying it is that health is your natural state. It's really your true identity. What we want to do is clear away the things that are blocking you from being able to um, experience that. And um, I was just listening to a, a master class by a guy named John Butcher. And, and he's a fascinating guy who's a teacher of personal development. And he has this picture of himself um, at 29, and he looks great. He looks fit, and he looks trim, and he looks super healthy. And then he has this other picture next to it that is a picture of himself at like 52 or 53. And it's really incredible. Um, he looks so, he looks, the pictures are almost identical. Um, he has totally. Um, gone against the grain in the area of aging and that, you know, getting older just means that, I mean, you know, like getting older just means that your health is going to spiral downhill. And uh, he's really questioned those old identities and those beliefs and created a uh, just an amazing amount of health for himself. And one of his secrets beyond just simply, you know, diet and exercise Um, is this concept of identity. And he just tells himself, it's who I am to exercise every day. It's who I am to take care of my body. It's who I am to find out what a healthy plate of food looks like for me. It's gone beyond the rules and the shoulds. It's become a personal identity to be thriving and to be healthy. And it's just that inner decision, that permission slip that you give yourself to be the truest self that you can be. Now, the good news is that there are many tools that you can use to work with this. So I use a modality called EFT tapping that really helps clear away the thoughts and the emotions and the beliefs that block that natural state of health in you and um, really help you tune into your true identity Um, and, and several other modalities that I kind of combine. And I have several that I highly recommend. So, if you found some of this content intriguing to you, just go to com and subscribe for more identity based goodness, EFT tapping exercises, which I include a lot, and information about the upcoming online programs and the retreats. And all of these things that I do contain this clear process for how to clear away the thoughts and the emotions and the beliefs that are blocking you from your truest identity and really stepping into the health that I believe is your birthright. I would love to see you there. Take care, everyone.